Hello and welcome to The Encounter, the radio outreach of True Vision Christian Community. True Vision Christian Community is a spirit-filled, multicultural, multi-generational ministry whose mission is to share the saving and healing gospel of Jesus Christ, to be a place of alignment and restoration for all people, and to equip and release all to their God-ordained purpose. We are located at 706 West Willing Street in Lancaster, Ohio, and our Sunday encounters begin at 12 o'clock p.m. in person and on Facebook, YouTube, and at live.truevisionlancaster.org. You can learn more about us at www.truevisionlancaster.org or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also contact us by phone at 740-277-6091 or by email at admin at truevisionlancaster.org. We pray that you are blessed by today's broadcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Encounter. My name is Constable Green, and I am honored to be the lead pastor here at True Vision Christian Community. Now, I know you're like, wait a minute, uh, this is different. Um, I actually did not want to do something super occasional. I could have turned on lights and had the whole thing, but it prayed about how to do today. I wanted to keep it simple. So right now you're joining me in my office. <laughs> uh, just, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the presentation and the minutia and all that stuff that, you know, we forget that simplicity is the best thing that we can do. So I just, I wanted to take an opportunity to be able to speak with you directly and share what God's put on my heart with you directly and also on a very comfortable couch. <laughs> so I'm glad you joined us. Before we begin, a couple of announcements. Uh, first and foremost, again, you're probably watching this right now. You know, we're not having church. Um, the reason why we're not having um, an in-person gathering today is actually to give an opportunity for me to go and spend time with my father um, at his church. And um, just be praying for him. He's been dealing with a lot of illness. So I wanted to make sure that I took the opportunity, well, my family and I took the opportunity to go and spend some time with him. So next week, we will be back on, back on schedule at 12 o'clock. Remember, starting July 1st, that's coming up really fast. Our service times are changing. So first, second, and third Sundays at 12 o'clock, we'll be having the encounter as normal. Hour and a half of powerful praise and worship, word, ministry, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. And then fourth Sundays are family Sundays. That means the building is closed, but the church is open. We are going to be spending time with our families, with our friends, with our found family, and taking the time to have a true Sabbath and rest. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I know this is something that a lot of churches really don't do, um, but I believe it's, it's valuable, especially in the times that we're in, that we take that time to really, truly rest and minister to our families, because our families are our first ministry. Then our three encounters will be third Sundays at four, and then on fifth Sundays, we'll be doing something called The Experience, where we are going to flip this building upside down. We'll be doing kid-friendly praise and worship, short teachings, then we're just going to be doing activities and food. It's going to be awesome. So join us. The first one will be July 31st at noon. So I invite you and encourage you to join us for an amazing time together. Of learning, learning more about God and closing off our current series that we're starting today called Vacation Bible School. All right. All right. So this is, I wanted to, this is going to start very different from how we typically start messages. Uh, 
because you know, I've been really praying about this and really weighing this as best as I can. And ultimately, it needs to start out this way. I want to start off this message with an apology. I've been in Christian in, in Christendom, as they were saying when I was growing up. I've been in Christendom for a very long time, and there are some things that we as the church have forgotten. And this is an apology to non-believers, to our children, to those who have fallen off along the way. And my apologies is just, it's not even I'm sorry. It's I repent. Why, why, why are we starting with, with repentance? In this day and age, we it seems like the body of Christ has forgotten the significant message of the gospel and that the gospel is the foundation of everything that we do. The Bible says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power unto salvation to everyone that believes. That we that 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 this word, this Jesus that we preach, this Jesus that we sing about, that we talk about, is the core of everything that we are. And in the midst of everything that's gone on, it's not just recent, it's a generational thing. We have forgotten what the gospel is. The gospel is simple. It's not 25 steps to get to Jesus. It's not 25 steps to get to know the Jesus. Get to, get to know Jesus. It's very, very simple. So for those of you who are watching this or who are listening to this, who are the excluded ones, who have been mistreated, who have been told, that you are not enough, that you are not important, I uh, I repent. I apologize to you. I might not have been the one who said it, and I might not have been the one who did it, but I, uh, I repent because that is not the gospel. What we're seeing it portrayed as Christianity in our news and in our media, the anger and the, and the rage that people have shown to people all over the country, all over the world, especially during this particular month, that is not the gospel. I cannot stress that enough, that the gospel is not built on a message of hatred and anger. The gospel was, is not built on a message of everybody going to hell. The gospel is designed to keep you from hell. So you person who's listening, you who's watching this right now, and you're shocked that a pastor is willing to say we've messed up. That we, as the body of Christ of America, has failed you. That we, as the body of Christ, have not been Christ-like. I humbly repent to you. We've made it too complicated. We've made it too complicated. So with that, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for repentance. 
I thank you for the opportunity to not even have to go, wait till the end, start the message with, with repentance. And Lord, I humbly pray that as people hear this word, hear, hear what you've been speaking and pouring into me, that this word brings forth life. Lord God, I pray for the listener, for the viewer, that they go from listening and seeing to being doers and carriers of this word. Lord, I pray right now against any demonic force, anything that is not like you, that is trying to nullify this word, trying to nullify the repentance in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I even pray for the people who are believers who are going to get angry with me as they listen to this. Lord, I pray that you minister to their spirits right now, Lord God, because you're calling us to be a church, to be a church of change. And for a church to be changed, we first have to acknowledge where we have fallen short. So Lord God, I pray that you strengthen me during this word. Lord God, I pray that I decrease and you increase in me so that you may be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' name, amen. So to be a Christian, you have to understand what the gospel message is. It's the good news. And it's not something that you just gloss over to get to other things. Like I was reading an article in preparation for it for this and it floored me is that they said something that is so true that people are so wrapped up in miracles, signs and wonders and they forget what the gospel message is. And I love me a good miracle, sign and wonder. Y'all know if you've been to True Vision that we believe in the gifts of the spirit and, and all, all the fruits that come from that. But we also are grounded in the foundation of the gospel is the core of everything that we do. So what is the gospel? Let's talk about it. I'm going to take you to a familiar scripture that we always talk about, but we're going to go uh, we're going to go way ahead of where we where we will hit this point. So, we're going to go to John 3 today. And you hear about this guy named Nicodemus, but they never really talk. We kind of get glossed over in favor of the part that we all know and love. But I want to take some time and really dig into this and then get to the shopping scripture, so to say. So this is John 3. I'm reading from the Christian Standard, as always. Here we go. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, Unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can these things be? asked Nicodemus. Are you a teacher of Israel and don't know these things? Jesus replied. Truly, I tell you, we speak what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but you do not accept our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you, do not, and you don't believe, 
How will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. That's a lot. That's 13 verses. So, so Jesus, so Jesus and Nicodemus have this thing about the concept of what is it being born again? And you hear a lot of people going, we are born again believers. This is a born again church. But they have no idea what that means. To be born again, plain and simple, is this. You have died of your old self. You have given up your old self. And have chosen to live for the cause of Christ. You have committed to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And you are committing to change from your old ways and to this new to to this new thing, this new cre this new creation, this new creature. It's not that you're literally being. It's not like you're, you have to like like Nicodemus, kind of graphically said that you know you don't have to climb back up into your mother's womb and go start over. That the moment that you that you make your commitment to Christ, you are in fact new. That's deep. When you choose to follow the heart of God, when you choose to follow Christ, you are made new. And that is for any person, we'll make this very clear, that being born again is for any person who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's it. Some people say you're not born again until you're filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That some people say you're not born again until you're baptized in water when water is, is an outward sign of baptism. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit might not be evidence with speaking in tongues. It might be evidence of other giftings. From the moment you make your commitment to Christ, you are born again. Why am I starting there? Because one, the scripture started there, so you got to make sure we do this in order. Secondly, you have to get that understanding. People can have an infatuation with Christ. People can be Christian by, by upbringing. But what separates a true walk with God and, you know, just flexing with a name is you have made the decision that at this point in my, at this marker point, that I am choosing to let the old man die and let this new person, this new creature, this new creation in Christ rise up. That's the moment. So what is the gospel? Let's keep reading, starting at verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. We all know this next part. For God so loved the God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the, of the one and only son of God. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. By uh, Anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light 
that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. We always read verse 16, but we don't read after it or before it. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Let's talk about this. So, pretty much the gospel is this. Jesus came to the earth to die for our sins and he rose for our eternity. And he did that to save us from a, from a, from a life of death. What is death? Death is not just you literally, you literally just like die. But death, you know, death is also separation from God. Hell is real. I'm going to say this again. Hell is real. I just sounded real old school, but it's the, but it's the reality. I tell people there's an up, there's a down, there's a left, there's a right, there's a front, there's a back, there's a heaven and there's a hell, there's a God and there's the devil. Jesus came because prior to this, when she, I really want you to get this understanding. That prior to this, people kind of sat in a waiting room called, called Sheol or Abraham's bosom. Like, how is she going deep with that? Kind of have to go deep deep with this. This is from a Christian program. I'm going to break it real down. They were in this waiting, they were in this holding tank. Best way to put it. And then when Jesus died, remember, gone for three days, went to get, get the keys of death, uh, uh, get to the keys of life and death, came back up, heaven was open. Jesus died not just to save us from our sins, but to give us access to heaven, to give us access to walking with God, to living with God, to living with God for eternity. Because death is, again, death is not just you close your eyes and, and your spirit leaves your shell. Death is that separation. Jesus was literally, as, as Isaiah says, the preparer of the breach. That Jesus' job was to be the perfect sacrifice. That's why he's called the lamb. To be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So that way we can have connection with God. That's it. For God, for God sent his son. God, for God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The world. Let's talk about this. The world. We see in the later, in the later um, books of the New Testament, we see the message of Jesus Christ not just being within the Jews, but also within the Gentiles. The Gentiles are anybody who wanted to do what Jewish. So the world became saved through him. Now let's talk about this in the 21st century, 21st century concept here. Our world is not just diverse through people groups, it's diverse through orient, sexual orientations, it's diverse through, through, um, through class, through all these different levels. And the thing is, what complicates the gospel is when we make the gospel exclusive and not inclusive. What do I mean by that? We, 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 we make the message of Christ only for a specific group of people and look at people and say, because of your sin, because of who you are, because you don't fit into this group, you cannot have Jesus. That is the antithesis of the gospel. The world, 
every if you have breath of a pulse and eyes and you are human, Jesus is available to you. That's the gospel. The gospel is for everyone. The gospel, it is not my job to be a doorkeeper to the house of God. A door is my job to open the door and say, come on in. God so loved the world, all people. Everyone has access to God. Because God is the one who, who's the change agent, not us. We'll say that again. We'll say that again for the people in the digital back. God is the change agent, not us. Because we are carriers of hope. This is a word, the gospel is a word of hope. Is that is that following Jesus is not a dead-end street. Walking with God is not a dead-end street. That when you close your eyes to this plane of existence, you're going to open your eyes to an eternity where you're living forever and not living in total separation from God. That, uh, that our faith, that this gospel is not a bomb over our, over our suffering, but it is the faith and the strength to get through it. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. Loved. Let's talk about that. That the gospel is, is love embodied. What do you mean? What do you mean by that, Pastor Cass? That we talk about how you know, without love, you're nothing. We, we always read read the, the scripture. You know, though I speak with tongues of age, First Corinthians 13. It's like, like, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. That, you know, without love, we're nothing. But we have to understand that, that, that the foundation of everything that Jesus did was love. Jesus made a choice to come here. That's something I need y'all to understand. Jesus was had no obligation to come down here at any time. He could have been like, beat me up, daddy, earth is ghetto, I'm out. That, that could have been his, his choice and his decision. But instead, he chose to die. We talked about this a few weeks ago in the Garden of, of Gethsemane. He was praying like, I like it. He's like, God, I like it here. I don't want to die, but, I, but if this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do. He loved the world so much that he chose to die for it. That's deep. And it is from that same love that we, that, 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 that promotes the gospel. The gospel is not a place of obligation, it's a place of love. For gospel of the world, We'll say old school, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. The core of the gospel, that, that's the mission, but the core of the gospel is John. So the core of the gospel is, is simply this, love, love God and love people. Love God and love people. That's our response. To God loving us, for Jesus loving us. It's to love God and to love people. That's our obligation to the gospel. So the message is God loved us enough that he sent Jesus to die for our sins and to rise again for our eternity so that we might have eternal life. That we might have the faith to believe 
that there's something greater than us and there's something greater on the other side. Our obligation is to love God and love people. And I want you to know something here because my time is running short. I want you to know this, that God loves you. God loves you. I don't care what other folk then said. I don't care what people have said. Well, the Bible says God loves you. Even in your sinning, even in your failing, God loves you. Even in your brokenness, your messiness, God loves you. And it is my response to the gospel to love you. Not to judge you, not to pick at you, not to talk about you. To love you. Simple gospel. Jesus came to earth. Jesus died. Jesus rose. That's it. But I want to talk to you because you, if you're, you're, you're listening to me, it's like, but, but is it really that simple? Yes. And he did it because he loved us. And that same love that hung on a cross 2,000 years ago is the same love that is prevalent here today. And if you want to know Jesus, Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it. That's it. The simple gospel. Because first, first of all, we're all, we, we're all sinners. Hey, we, we, like, we, we, all, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's just, that's the Bible, but that's the truth. I mean, I sin. If, if someone just says, I've never sinned at all, they're lying to you. All have sinned. All have failed. All have made mistakes that come short of the glory of God, but through the power of repentance and constantly reminding of ourselves, reminding ourselves, confessing with our mouths, believing in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, we, you shall be saved. And that salvation is free because God loves you. That's literally the gospel message. God loves you. So if you're listening to this today, and you're like, man, that makes sense. I want you to know. I keep saying this, God loves you. But I want you to know there is a place in Lancaster that loves you too. Because God loves you. And not that I tolerate you love you. It's I love you because God made you and God formed you. Everyone deserves the gospel. Everyone deserves a relationship with Jesus Christ. So my time is running short. The title of this message was Keep It Simple, Saints. Keep It Simple, Saints. We can go as deep and complicated as we want. We can make as many requirements as we want. But it all boils down to God so loved the world. Are they human and have a pulse? Yes, that he gave his only son 
Jesus, Jesus willingly came on down here and died for us so that we might have eternal life. That he did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. And all you got to do is love God. Love God, love people. If you can do that, you're good. Everything else will fall in place. All right, my friends, with that, it, my, it's my time. I got to go. <laughs> but I praise and thank God for you joining us today uh, online. And we will see you next week in person. So go in peace, knowing that you're not. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of The Encounter. We pray that you were blessed by today's message. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, as well as our current messages, search True Vision Christian Community on your favorite podcast app and listen for free. If you would like a copy of the message for $5, please email us at media at truevisionlegister.org and include the air date of the program. If you would like to support our ministry with a one-time or recurring donation, you can do so by going to www.truevisionlegister.org slash giving or mailing a check or money order to 706 West Willing Street, Lancaster, Ohio 43130. True Vision Christian Community is a 501c3 organization through the Internal Revenue Service and all gifts are tax deductible. If you are connected to a local church, we encourage you to sow into your local ministry first. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. We are happy to receive whatever God directs and enables you to give. If you would like more information about the church, have a prayer request, or to get in contact with our leadership team, email us at admin at truevisionlancaster.org. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you Sunday at noon or next week right here on your local station. Go in peace, knowing that you're loved.